0: Good morning, brothers and sisters, uh both those that are here in in person, uh and those dear saints that are joining through Zoom. Zoom, uh We would like to read from Philippians chapter 3. As you know, these are verses that we have been considering. For quite a bit, quite a while right now. Uh, uh, and we would like to read uh, some verses from this chapter. So today I would like to read from the beginning of the chapter all the verses leading to our theme verse. Oh, As you know, our theme verse is in is verse twelve, Philippians three twelve. When Paul testifies that his aim is to lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. And what is upon my heart this morning is to share from the context of the chapter that leads to that verse or that gives occasion, if you will, so, to... so let's read starting from verse 1. <coughs> Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things again is no trouble to me, and it is a safeguard for you. Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the false circumcision, for we are the, the true circumcision, who worship in the Spirit of God, and glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the flesh. Verse 4. Although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more. Circumcised the eighth day, of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, so the righteousness which is in the law found blameless this suggests其实我也可以靠肉體若是別人想他可以靠肉體我更可以靠著了我第八天受割禮我是以色列族便雅明支派的人是希伯來人所生的希伯來人就律法說我是法利賽人就熱心說我是逼迫教會的就律法上的一說我是無可指責的 verse 7 But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ. (laughs) 看作分土, and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. And且得以在它里面不是有自己因律法而得的义，乃是有信基督的义，就是因信神而来的义，使我认识基督，晓得他复活的大能，并且晓得和他一同受苦，效法他的死，或者我也得以从死里复活。Verse twelve. Not that I have already obtained it, or have already become perfect. But I press on, so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. And we want to read a couple of other scriptures from the New Testament. Galatians 3 verse 3. Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? And in Matthew 16, from the familiar passage of Peter's confession of the Lord Jesus at Caesarea Philippi, We are not going to read the whole passage, but some verses, starting from verse 16, Matthew 16, verse 16. Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But my father, who is in heaven, I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Simon uh? Verse 21, From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, the chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and s- turned and said to Peter Get behind me Satan you are a stumbling block to me for you are not setting your mind on God's interests but man's 同时耶稣才指示門徒他一虛上耶路撒冷去受長老祭司長文士許多的苦並且被殺第三天復活彼得就large他勸他說主啊萬不可如此這是必奉領到你身上 Verse twenty-four. Then Jesus said to his disciples, "If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake." will find it. 於是耶穌對門徒說:若有人要跟從我,就當捨己,背起他的十字架來跟從我,因為凡要救自己生命的,必喪掉生命;凡為我喪掉生命的,必得著生命。And finally two verses from Peter's first epistle. 那我們比得前書的 Peter chapter 2 verses 4 and 5. 好, and coming to him, that's the Lord Jesus, and He referring to us as coming to the Lord, and coming to him as to a living stone which has been rejected by man, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Let's have a further word of prayer. We're so grateful, Lord, that. It is You who invited us to sit around Your table. And we must confess what a banquet we have when we consider You before the table. Thank You for feeding us, even Lord, as we sit and worship You. And now, Lord, we have read Your Word. And we would turn to you, Lord, and, and ask, even as we sing so often, Break thou the bread of life, dear Lord, to me. We acknowledge that it is your word, Lord. It's not man's, it's not ours, it's yours. 啊, 这不是人的话语, Only you can open and reveal it to us. And our prayer this morning is that by your Holy Spirit you would do just that. 我们的祷告就是, Unveil our eyes that we may behold the wonders of your law, we pray. 哦, 出去我们的帕子, Cause us to see something more of you this morning. We pray committing the time into your gracious hands. And we ask in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, as we said, we are considering the matter of laying hold of that for which the Lord has laid hold of. Us. 当我们思想这个主题就是德州,那几度所要德州我们的。The last time I shared, if you remember, it's a couple of, I think a month ago, a month ago or so, 啊, I shared on the matter of laying hold and vision. 啊, we see from the passage an allusion to Paul's experience in the road to Damascus. 啊, so, when Paul says that we are, he presses on to lay hold of that for which the Lord has laid hold of him, if we were to ask, when did the Lord lay hold of Paul? Certainly that began in the road to Damascus. 啊, and the whole thing begins with a vision. Of a person. Uh, Paul saw Christ, and in the face of Christ he saw the glory of God. And that was it. Uh, he was arrested for life. What he saw completely. Change everything for him. Actually, that's such an understatement. It's not that he it changed it's a new universe but opened up before his eyes. He became blind that day to the old creation, to things down here. You remember that that was temporary, and then his sight was given back to him a couple of days after. You oh, remember that that was a of days his heart, in his spirit, a new creation emerged in Christ. As his a result, he made it the aim of his life to lay hold of that which he saw even a person, our lord jesus so that in his life during he will completely have a new direction which is to obtain christ and thus he tells us in the course of this chapter 3 of philippians that he the only thing he could do is to count everything else as loss so that in the philippians 3 chapter he tells us that he could everything is a loss that he may gain christ We have to be clear. It's not that he doesn't have Christ. Christ was given to him by grace on that very instant on the road to Damascus. He was saved. He was placed in that new creation that that exists in Christ Jesus. uh And yet from the point of view of his experience, oh yes, he realized there is so much so so much vastness in this person, and I want to gain everything that is in christ there is such an expanse it is it is immeasurable, if you will, and Paul pressed on to possess to gain the lord jesus. Uh, 他需要竭力的, 他需要竭力, and so we hear that little phrase throughout the chapter that I may, that I may, that I may Did you notice? Uh, so chapter, see, that I may gain Christ in Verse 8 That I may be found in Him in Verse 9 that I may know him, first That is the aim of the life of this man from that moment on. It all begins with a vision of a person. We also mention that it's not just that Paul had a once and for all vision of Christ, and that was it for his whole life. Actually, that initial vision of the Lord was the first of a life of seeing the Lord progressively throughout his whole life Uh and so he says in that wonderful verse in 2 Corinthians 3.18 uh but we all so he's describing in a way his experience but including all believers in it but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord 呃, 它, 得以看见主的容光, 好像从镜子里返照, 就变成主的形状, 容上加容, and this characterized his life from that moment on, from the road of the Master's life. A continuous, a beholding, it's not a gaze here and there. See, it's not that he glanced at the Lord in the road of the Masses, and ten years later, in a conference he you know he got more of the Lord, and then another fifteen years is not that's not by the picture here oh, he, he, again, years, he, uh, he entered into a life where his portion was to behold unceasingly every day that face the Lord Jesus as in a mirror. So he entered a life that and as, as He did that, there is also a, an element of something progressive, which continuous for sure. We all behold all the time, but there is something progressive, isn't there? As we behold, we are being transformed from glory to glory. From one degree of glory to even more glory, that's the nature of this life, because that is the immeasurability of the person. If the Lord were finite and limited, we would behold Him, and you know, we would get at the end of it, right? Oh, Paul is lost in the infinity of Christ. Uh, we also mention something that is we didn't read it this morning, but if you continue to read chapter 3 of Philippians, there is something absolutely amazing to me. It's when Paul says, brothers, observe those who walk according to the pattern that you have in us. Uh,他说, 嗯, 要按著, 17, verse 17. 呃, 第十七节, 呃, 弟兄们, 你们要一同效法我, Why is that so amazing to me? 呃, because it reveals that Paul's experience is not just his experience. 呃, there is a pattern, and that pattern is the pattern of Christian life for you and for me and for every single believer. That is our portion. Uh And so again, in 2 Corinthians 3.18, we have those two little words, three, but we all beholding as in a mirror, but we all is your portion, is mine. A life of vision of the Lord, not just an eventual vision here. You know, we gla- you know, glance at him here and there. Is a life of seeing the Lord. And as we said, and I finished my little, my not so little recap. Vision in Christian life is absolutely foundational. uh, And it's not for a few special believers. Thank God for that. To behold your Lord, to behold His glory, is your portion, dear brother and sister, as well as mine. The reason why this seems so important to me when we consider the matter of laying hold of Christ is the (coughs) following. Excuse me for a second. I'll recover, don't worry. <laughs> so here he goes. The measure of our vision will determine the measure of our laying hold of Christ. That's why it's so important. Do you see? If you see a little of the Lord, that's how much you're going to lay hold of Him, just a little. If we behold as in a mirror, we are transformed from glory to glory into His very image. Now, by the grace of the Lord taking a step further, when we look at scriptures, we see that vision of the Lord has a particular type of effect on everyone that had it. And you could say that it causes whoever sees the Lord to fall on the ground. It undoes them. Or you could say that a vision of the Lord kind of, it it causes natural life to shatter. 你可以说主的容, of course, we know that this happened to Paul on the road to Damascus. He, 咳, he fell to the ground. of course, there is something highly symbolic, extremely instructional in my in my uh, in my mind. 哦, 这非常有代表性, 呃, His natural being is on the ground. Paul's eyes are blinded to this world. But in his spirit, in the eyes of his heart, he beholds the Lord. Well, we see that consistently in the Word of God. Everywhere you look, everyone that has a vision of the Lord is the same effect in their lives. 所有看到主意象的, we could mention Isaiah, for instance. You remember of that vision in chapter six of the of Isaiah. the book of Isaiah. He sees the Lord sitting on a throne the in the of the yeah, six, one Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and later you see, just to mention a few, you see Daniel. He sees the Lord. He feels like a dead man. Or consider Ezekiel. He also has that vision of the of the glory of the Lord by the reader, River Chabur. He falls as a dead man. John in the al part in Revelation. Uh, he sees the risen Lord and he's, oh, he falls. After knowing the Lord, after following the Lord in the flesh for three years and being the best Christian in Jerusalem for, you know, who knows him, and then in Ephesus, he sees the risen Lord, he falls as dead 哦, 祂, 祂看到了复活的主, 祂可是, 祂就, it seems indeed that this is meant to convey a principle. A vision of the Lord produces that effect. It causes natural life to fall as dead before the Lord. Another very interesting and important thing to realize is that that effect is not just momentary. person sees the glory of the Lord, he falls as dead, then he wakes up or stands up, and that's it. His life goes on as you no know, business as usual. It seems that those that see the Lord, something much deeper that is not momentary, temporary, Permanent, is stamped upon their, their hearts, their spirits. And I think on Jacob, on the ford of Jabbok, and what happens to him there. As you remember, he saw the Lord Jesus manifested as the angel of the Lord in that in, in that incident. I'm not going to go through the details, but just tell you what is his, last, his final conclusion. Jacob says, I saw God face to face, and my soul was saved. But then you remember, from that day on, He could never again walk without a cane, without a staff. As a result of that incident, the vision of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, touches the senior of his thigh. You remember that? From that day on, for the rest of his life, he would never be the same. He would have to walk with that cane. 他剩余的生命, Something of his natural strength, because you know, the people that wrestle, they tell you that the strength of a wrestler is in their thigh. That's what they are solidly planted and that will give you their natural strength. And boy, did Jacob have some natural strength? 呃, Whatever he set his mind that he was going to get, get out of his way because he will get it. But from that day on, when he saw the Lord Jesus, he never again walked as before. His natural strength was touched. And it's precisely out of that experience that A prince of God is born. Isn't it true? Before that event, he's simply Jacob, the supplanter, the grabber, the schemer, whatever you want to use. But from that day on, the Lord himself tells him, Your name is no longer Jacob. From now on, you're Israel, a prince of God. Now, if we were to translate this into New Testament language, what would we say? From that day on, Jacob no longer lived by the flesh, by his natural strength and resources, but by the Spirit. In New Testament language, that would correspond. precisely to that. natural life took a back seat if you will in Jacob's life and something infinitely higher superior came to the forefront 有, 有能力的, uh, Walk and life in the Spirit. Uh, 就是, uh, 行在, uh, 零, but I don't know if you realize this, but this matter of this, this contrast, life in the flesh by our natural resources versus life in the Spirit, is front and center in Paul's testimony in Philippians 3. Did oh. you ever notice that? You have not uh, uh, 天然的, 啊, and that is precisely the matter that is upon my heart this word. Uh, we would like to see in Philippians 3, where do we see that? Because, you know, we've, we've been reading this chapter throughout the year. 我们这, And the more I read it, the more I'm convinced that that background of that contrast of life in the flesh versus life in the spirit is what gives the whole matter of laying hold. Let me put it this way: it comes out of that matter that we worship God in the spirit and we glory in Christ Jesus and we do not put our trust in the flesh. so uh, 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 oh, that's verse 3. We're going to get back to it. Uh, but let me ask a simple question. What gave occasion to Paul's testimony in Philippians chapter 3? Did you ever ask the question? Uh, 我们, 你有没有问过自己, in many ways, Paul is a very reserved man when it comes to telling his experiences. I'm reminded of what he says in Second Corinthians chapter 12. When he says he received revelations of the Lord, and that is part of that continuous vision of Christ that he had throughout his Christian life. And he, he was very, very cautious in making any kind of broadcast of the tremendous revelations of Christ that he received. And so in 2 Corinthians 12, he, he speaks, and he's forced by circumstances. Otherwise, we would not get that. Uh,在 克林多后书十二章呢，他就提到，可是他也是好像被逼的，然后他会说出来，不然的话我们还不知道。He doesn't even say, you know, yeah, I, I was raptured to third heaven. 呃, 他不是就是说, 哦, 我被, 呃, but he says, I know a man in Christ that was raptured, that was taken up to, to third heaven. 他說, and then he speaks of being also taken to paradise. Well, I'm not going to go into the details. Is that the same place? Is that different? You have different thoughts? It's not the point. He's a man that received all sort of revelations of the Lord that were too glorious to be even spoken of. That's roughly what he says in Second Corinthians 12. 呃，在哥林多后书十二章，他真是讲到，就是他是一个在主里头领受了许多这样子的意象的人。And forced by circumstances, he tells those things to the Corinthians in chapter twelve.哦，他因着他因着局势或者是情况，他就跟这个哥林多的哥林多教会的人讲。But now in Philippians three, he's also going to speak about himself, about the the experience of Christ that he had.可是，在腓利比书第三章，他也。but why exactly? What gave occasion? In a way that's unusual with Paul, but he, he felt this has to be done. And he did. Thank the Lord for that. So when we see verse 2 of Philippians chapter 3, we could say that the Philippian believers were facing a particular danger. And so he says, beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision. I'm not going to go into every detail, but it seems that you could sum up the danger that they were facing on this matter of what he calls the false circumcision. I don't know what is your translation because in the original it doesn't say that it says beware of mutilation that's what he says Uh, and the idea being that this false circumcision insistent in simply the physical aspect of circumcision is a caricature of what God intended and so he calls it beware of mutilation so it, it seems apparent that some in their midst were insisting that physical circumcision literal circumcision was absolutely necessary in christian life if you want to grow in the lord so the. 是, and it seems that they were saying, you know, you cannot be a good believer. You will not be a complete believer until you circumcise yourself. To the, this is, they were saying, these are most likely believers from a Jewish background saying those things to believers from a Gentile, Gentile background. Now, you know, for us, 21st century, so many centuries after this, it may seem something so irrelevant. Oh, but for those believers, this was extremely relevant. Because circumcision is actually an institution that is is biblical. God gave it to Abraham in the Old Testament. Well, as a matter of fact, God gave it to Israel through Abraham. It was not supposed to be something limited to Abraham, but for the whole race that would descend from him. And you see in Genesis 17, where, where you have its, it's for the first time instituted, you see that it says that God gives circumcision as a sign of the covenant between me and you. It was not the covenant per se, but a sign of the covenant. It was not the covenant per se, but a sign of the covenant. God already had made a covenant with Abram two chapters before, in Genesis 15. An eternal covenant for him and his descendants. I'm giving you this land, perpetually. And there you have the story of that covenant. Two chapters before. So circumcision is not the covenant per se, but a sign, an, ad, an external evidence of that covenant. But it's something very important. So it would have seemed that some in the midst of those Philippians believers were insisting that if you're not circumcised, where is the evidence that you have a real covenant with God? So those have a real covenant with God, 这个, in their minds, physical circumcision was an evidence of that covenant, and more than that, it would make their faith authentic, genuine. That's another key idea that you find in the passage. 啊, 这个, and because of that, three times Paul says, Beware, beware, beware. 所以因着这个缘故, 保罗三次说, it would seem that his testimony was given in that context. Because of that, that gave occasion to him giving this wonderful testimony in the chapter. 啊, how does Paul address this danger that the Philippine believers, believers were facing? he does that in verse three, the following one? When He says, in my translation it reads, For we are the true circumcision. three, things who worship in the Spirit of God, second, and glory in Christ Jesus, and number three, and put no confidence in the flesh. Uh, it is as if Paul is saying that, well, you're saying that physical circumcision is an evidence of genuine faith, right? I will tell you uh, I imagine this this is Paul's argument I will tell you about true evidence what makes genuine faith what makes Christianity what Christianity really is true circumcision is this we who worship God in the Spirit. Uh, A new relationship with God. Uh, we who place God, if you will, what is worship? Placing God in its rightful place and bowing down before Him because He is in His rightful place. Uh, 敬拜乃是, uh, 啊, 擺在他當德的位置, 然后, 啊, but the key idea here is this is not simply worship, but we worship in the spirit, or in some translations by the spirit of God. 啊, 不是单单敬拜, it doesn't belong to the realm of the natural man. It cannot be accomplished by natural means. 啊, That's number one, of the true circumcision. What is true circumcision? Number two, we glory in Christ Jesus. Uh All that we need in Christian life is in Him, and therefore He is your glory, nothing else. Uh The idea seems to point to there is a sufficiency in the Lord Jesus. And because of that, you glory in Him. That's it. That's your whole glory. It's His person. All you need in Him. And because of that, because all you need is in Him, you put no confidence in the flesh. There is a realization that nothing that comes from the natural realm from yourself from, from from me it will never do in the matters of Christian life never in a way it seems that Paul is putting his finger on. The essential nature of Christianity as revealed in the Word of God. um uh That is what Christian life, what true Christianity is everything in the person of the Lord Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Christian life derives absolutely nothing from the realm of natural life, from the realm of the flesh, as Paul puts it here. uh Now, just for a second, look at Paul's testimony once again from that angle, from that light. Because he's going to continue in verse 4, right? So, when you read verse 4, he says, Although I myself might have confidence in the flesh. So, just keep the big picture. You want to know what's true circumcision? What is that evidence of something genuine in the eyes of God? Okay, I'll tell you. It's worshipping in the spirit. Spirit? Spirit." Glorying in Christ Jesus. And because of that, setting aside, not putting any confidence in the flesh, in natural resources. And then he continues in verse 4, Although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh. He's going to meet those, the ones insisting on physical circumcision on their own ground. Uh, As if he's saying, well, you're insisting in, in physical evidence, in evidences in the realm of the natural. Uh, if I want it, I could do that. That's what he's saying, in effect. And he continues, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more. Uh, And then he goes through, by now, a quite familiar catalogue of all the things that Paul had in the realm of natural privilege and resources and strength. I was circumcised on the eighth day. I'm not even a proselyte, right? Uh, you know, when someone converted to Judaism, when a man converted to Judaism, he would be circumcised as an adult. Uh, 如果有人他是大, 呃, circumcised, he was circumcised as, as an adult. And Paul says, no, I, I was born in the whole thing. I was circumcised at the eighth day as God prescribed back then in Genesis. Of the nation of Israel. I mean, again, not a proselyte He's a true Israelite. Uh, he was from to to he was a of the tribe of Benjamin. The, then, one of the, the tribes that always they never deviated from allegiance to King David and his house. Uh, a Hebrew of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee. In other words, the most, they observed the law in the most strictly possible way. Oh, very, uh, as to zeal, and this is a positive thing, it sounds terrible to us, as, as to zeal a persecutor of the church. Oh, but in the Old Testament, if someone was an open blasphemer, someone completely saying something against the word of God, you know, it was right to... There was the, the capital punishment was completely acceptable for that person. And Paul basically saying, well, in my in his sincerity, by the way, I thought the church was wrong. And you know to know you want to know how zealous I was for the law? I would persecute them to death. 所以保罗他可以说, Uh, As to the righteousness which is in the law found blameless. All those things that follow this catalog is what Paul had in his own flesh, in his own natural life. And essentially what he's saying is this, all those things when it comes to Christian life, it's like knocking in the, in the, trying to go through to the other side of the room through the wall. You never get there. The door is closed. God has closed it to that realm. What did Paul do once he had that revelation in the road to Damascus, once he sees the Lord Jesus? Listen to verse 7 again. But whatever things were gained to me, and all the he's returned to all that he had in the flesh. Uh All those things that to a Jew wow. That is That means my ticket to heaven All, if you want to use that language. That means that I'm going to please God because I'm following the law, I'm circumcised, I'm doing everything. God is going to accept me. But having seen the risen Lord, Paul says, all those things that to me were gain. A tremendous gain. I counted, I count in the past, but lost for the sake of Christ. So he in the past, but lost for the sake of Christ. So he of the lord of the Lord? Fall into everything that he had by nature is loss in comparison to this new realm that opened up is like dross, like refuge. Oh, life, life, heart, but listen, in verse 8, there is a progression when you compare it to verse 7. In verse, 7, in, in verse 7, he says that he counted in the past as lost. It seems that he's taking us back to that vision in the road of the masters and saying,In in that day, I decide, it's his decision, it's something that he's doing. Everything that was precious to me in this natural realm, I counted it, I decided this is garbage. But in verse 8, it's a little different. More than that, I count in the present tense, today I keep counting all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus. 啊, 这里是现在时, 它说, it's not just that he counted all things he had by nature in the past and then he went back to them. No no. He kept counting them. He kept saying, no, that's not the way. Is not that, it's not what I am in myself. 啊, we we are the true circumcision who glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh there is a deliberate setting aside everything that is in the realm of nature because of a surpassing value of the person that was revealed to you. And they are saying, this goes to the very core of what Christianity has revealed in scriptures is. you, know, I don't revealed I just want to make one observation before I switch a little bit to something else. Uh uh I just said that the matter of circumcision may seem like irrelevant to us. Uh But actually, this matter of circumcision seems to stand for a much larger principle than the, the act of circumcision itself. It seems, it seems to represent anything that we can do on the basis of natural strength and resources to please God. and that is what Paul very consciously and deliberately he set aside, he said no. Uh, I glory in Christ Jesus. I put no confidence in the flesh uh, I don't know about you, but you know I can tell you very safely that that's where most of the troubles in my Christian life will come from uh, we read the verse in Galatians 3 3. I'm going to read it again, which seems to somehow describe the danger that these Philippian believers are facing. He, he says to the Philippians, Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? 他說, what does Paul mean? Uh, well he's referring beginning by the Spirit definitely points to that initial salvation that we have when we first believe in the Lord. 他說, but our trouble in Christian life is the following. We seem to understand so well that our initial salvation is a hundred percent a work of the Lord. We have absolutely no contribution to that. Oh, but after that, something strange happens to us. And we start thinking, or in a reflexive way perhaps, it's not even conscious I think, we start acting as if, you know, I can do something to grow in the Lord to make progress in Christian life. And when the Galatians were going through that temptation, Paul says, How can you be so foolish? Have it? Don't you see that you began by the Spirit? How are you going out to be perfected in the flesh? Uh, we are no less foolish than those people. I'm talking about myself, don't feel offended. I am not less foolish than them. The temptation uh, is, is there. Uh, now think of the absurdity of the whole thing. Before we believed in the Lord Jesus, we were dead in sins and trespasses oh, we Christ以前, we of course that death is, doesn't refer to our bodies doesn't refer to our to our souls our minds, emotions and all that, and the rest of it, but it refers to the spirit to the part that has a relationship with God. We were dead in sins and trespasses we were dead in the enemy, the enemy. We were absolutely alienated from God. Not just alienated, we were positively enemies of God. Oh, Through sin and rebellion. Oh, now if your dad insists on sins and trespasses, what can you do to work your salvation? Uh, 你怎么样能够, uh, Can a bad person do anything? Uh, of course we understand that so well. If a person is lying dead, you know that's it. Don't ask him a favor. Hey, hey, you need to do this. Why don't you try the other thing? <laughs> that's it. You understand that? Salvation has to come from somewhere else. Because you're dead. It had to come from another source, even from above. Uh uh And so, in John chapter 3, our salvation is described as being born anew. uh Or more precisely, being born from above is from a totally different source than yourself and myself. That is our salvation. And on the basis of that new life, because that's what we needed, nothing else will do. We were dead. You needed a new life. And in the Lord Jesus, in His person, that's what we got. His new life, His very life, quickening our dead spirits. 所以這個在這個救恩的裡頭,你得到了一個新的生命,還是基督耶穌的生命放在你的裡面. and we are born anew and a new universe opens before us. 我們就重生了,然後我們就有一個新的宇宙向我們打開. I think we understand that most believers, I believe we we know those things and we understand. It. 我想大部分的信徒都了解這一個 but some sort of strange phenomenon that takes place after a couple of of months or years elapsed in our Christian lives. And for whatever reason, we start to think that we can now live the Christian life on the basis of our determination, of our good intentions, of our strength, or what Paul is calling of the flesh. Uh,能够, Instead of relying on the new source that we received on our salvation, we fall back to the old source that can do nothing in spiritual matters. We the This is something universal. Even the Apostle Paul, he went through that experience. Yes, in Philippians he's telling us, I count everything but loss. Oh, but he also had trouble at some point in his Christian life when he thought, there is something I must do to please the Lord. He gave me life, he saved me but now i'm going to somehow walk in his ways uh, Isn't that what Romans chapter 7 is all about paul uh, out of his best intentions as a believer oh i'm trying to please god 我的心, 我, and what did he discover? 它发现什么呢? That the good that I want to do, and he sincerely he wanted to do it, but the good that I want, I end up not doing. 嗯, 它说, and the evil, that which is bad, which I, I hate and I don't want to do, I end up doing that. 嗯, and he gets to that point when he realizes, I know that in me, in my flesh, meaning in all that I am in myself apart from the Lord, if you will, there dwells no good whatsoever. Brothers and sisters, this goes to the very core of what Christianity as revealed in the word of God is. Uh, we can see this in word. It's not simply receiving that new life, and then reverting to our, self, to our natural strength and resources. But receiving that new life, and by the grace of the Lord, learning how to live by that new life. But for that to happen, there is a decision in our part. But we have to say, I put no confidence in the flesh. I know that nothing good will ever come from that. Nothing of eternal value that will please the Lord. Instead, we glory in Christ Jesus. Everything in Him, 可是, nothing in ourselves. I'll mention really briefly the example of Peter. It seems to me the most clear enunciation of this principle that in my mind at least, in the word of God. Because think about it. When he says, you are the Christ, you could say that that is Peter's vision. I know. I know that some of you are rolling your eyes, right? And saying, where is the vision again? No, it's not that he's seeing the Lord. Revelation. That is essentially that's what happens when you have vision, a revelation of who the Lord really is, and that is exactly what Peter is having today. Oh, you, 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 know you are the Christ are and then the lord jesus says, yes that, that's right, and, and it was not your brain Peter. not flesh and blood, not your your natural constitution that gave you that revelation of me. But it comes from above. You see the source is the Father that gave it to you. Now listen to this bit. You听他说? And I also tell you that you are Peter. That's verse 18. <laughs> yes. I also tell you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Now, you know that play of words. I'm going to repeat it here for the sake of perhaps some newer believers. The name Peter means a stone. So it is as if the Lord Jesus is using a a play of words. You are Peter, a stone, and upon this rock, which is his own person, and the revelation that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the point being this, there is a correspondence of nature between the rock and that stone is the same nature. Yes, the rock is massive, of course. The stone is a little one, but in essential nature, there is a correspondence. In this nature, a stone. And a big Oh, the life of Christ, given to every believer in salvation. There you have it. Oh, Jesus' life, in the every it is in now, let me just emphasize one thing because I, I personally i miss that all the time for a long long time in my christian life that initial revelation of the Lord Jesus you are the christ that is what in a way explains the whole passage the rest of the chapter 这个启示呢, what is the Christ? What is that word? 基督是什么? Is the Greek word for Messiah in the in the Hebrew in the Old Testament. Uh, 在, uh, 在, um, 在希腊文里头... Sorry, Messiah. Okay. Christ is the Greek word translation for Messiah in uh, the Old Testament. 所以他是, uh, 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 and essentially Christ or or Messiah the same word different languages essentially means the anointed one Uh, you know that oil the anointing pouring oil in the Old Testament is a consistent type of the Holy Spirit Uh, and essentially what was revealed to Peter he is the, Jesus is the Messiah. he is the man of the Spirit, uh, full of the Spirit. born by the the Spirit, 他是由圣灵生, He lived by the, Spirit he, by the Spirit, he offered himself as an offering to God by the eternal Spirit, uh, 把自己献给神, he was risen from the dead by the spirit Messiah. Uh, now listen again remember you're you are the Christ and the Lord says well yeah I am the rock but you're a living stone there is the same spiritual nature the same type of life was given to you 所以这里说, I am the man of the spirit but you also are receiving a new spirit in my life it's all as if the Lord is saying that to Peter Uh uh you see the true circumcision the true Christianity if you will those who worship God in the spirit and glory in Christ Jesus no confidence in the flesh But you see, there comes the trouble for Peter after that wonderful revelation, and we know the story so well. Uh, Because even though Peter is being constituted just as the Lord Jesus, that spiritual constitution is in him. when the Lord reveals something to him that somehow he cannot understand, and you know, we should go easy on him before he says, how can, how can he be kind of saying, No, Lord, you're wrong? That's essentially what he's saying. This is never going to happen to you. Well, but you see, that is not just Peter's trouble. That's my trouble in Christian life. That is our trouble in Christian life. this not in life, we have the life of the Lord in us. We have the life the Lord in us. We the life of the Lord in us. We the life Lord We have the life of the Lord in us. We have the We the the Lord the the Lord We to the old life, to the old understanding, you see, that Peter couldn't understand how the Messiah is going to die. That's impossible. Peter could even, if he had enough time, he could even maybe say, Lord, I'm going to show you biblically how you're wrong. And he could have quoted, you know, half a dozen or a whole dozen of passages in the Old Testament where Messiah is seen in glory. Of course, he didn't understand the all, all the other passages that show that Messiah should suffer. But the point being, somehow we see Peter having that new life in him, reverting to the old life, to soul life, to his own understanding, to what he is in the flesh. And then after the Lord rebukes him in the most, probably the most severe rebuking of the Lord ever. I cannot go there. But There is a reason for that. But then the Lord is very significant that in Matthew it says, the Lord said to his disciples after that whole incident, after Peter reverting, if you will, to his own ma- mind and rebuking the Lord, after all that, then the Lord says to his disciples If anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Peter, you are a living stone now. But don't forget this. Your old nature, your old what you are by nature, your flesh will get in the way from following me. You must deny that. Do you see that that's precisely what Paul says in his testimony? Once he saw the Lord, the risen Lord, he counted. He decided, he made a deliberate decision. All things in this old realm, they are garbage. No, no to that. Yes to the Lord. We glory in Christ Jesus. We put, no in we put no confidence in the flesh. You know, time is late. Let me just mention very briefly one more thing. Peter understood so well that lesson. Thank God for that. That later, when he writes, amazingly in his first epistle, he makes a very direct allusion to that incident. And he makes the point, pretty much like Paul, that is a pattern for Christian life, he makes the point that what happened to him is also a pattern in Christian life. He had a revelation of the Lord Jesus as the Christ. The man of the Spirit. Everything in that realm, not natural realm, by the Spirit of God. And he says to his readers in 1 Peter 2. That we come into him as living as to him as to a living stone which has been rejected by man, but is choice and precious in the sight of God, you also as living stones. It's not just that Peter became a living stone when he had the revelation. Every believer, that's your portion, that is mine. We are living stones of the same nature of the one who is the rock. And then he goes to the corporate side of things. The Lord Jesus said, and upon this rock, I will build my church. There is something corporate. All those living stones being built up together. Uh, but what is the nature of the church according to Peter? You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house. And that word is key, spiritual. Nothing from the old realm, nothing from our old resources to our mind nothing by our mind, by our understanding, by our energy, by our determination. everything has a new source from above, even the spirit at you are the Christ, and that very nature has to be expressed in what the church is. A spiritual house where spiritual everything seems to be spiritual in this verse, isn't it? I think he got it so clearly. Yes, it's the same nature of the one who is the rock, the Christ. Oh, brothers and sisters, I feel that if our eyes are open, once again, to see this, it kind of changes so much. Even corporate. I feel there is always a very real risk that when we come, whether it's prayer meetings, fellowship groups, it's so easy. It's the natural, it's so almost... It's so easy for us to revert to what we are in ourselves. And then we pray by ourselves, by our understanding. And then we in fellowship times, we contribute by our own understanding. It's so natural to all of us. We are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. 我们是真受割离的, and glory in Christ Jesus and put not confidence in the flesh I'm going to end just with this remark uh, and I apologize I know that our time is gone 对不起, Long and I'm never going to return it to you I'm sorry I cannot even say that so Sometimes I wonder, we have been sharing in this wonderful conference, and our brother reminded us this morning about our soon-and-coming king. (laughs) Oh, thank the Lord, He's coming soon. You know, I think we can never forget the following. When our Lord Jesus comes back, and He reigns on physically on His earth, To reign with Him is not simply a matter of, well, I have His life in me, and that automatically qualifies me to be on the throne with Him. No, I don't want anyone to get me wrong here. If you have His life in you, Your salvation is absolutely guaranteed. Thank the Lord. uh He gave it to you aside from any works that you did, and He will never take it back. Thank God for that. But to sit on the throne and reign with Him in His kingdom, there is something extra when we look at the New Testament, and you see it abundantly in the New Testament, by the way. 可是呢, 要坐在寶座上, 与他一同掌权, 呃, is the requirement is more than simply do I have the life of the king in me? That's that's the basic, that's the minimum for sure. 哦, 这个要求呢, 呃, but the requirement really is Is there a likeness between me and the king? 可是呢, I received that new nature, that spiritual life in me. Did I allow it to grow and to have ascendancy in my life? So again, the question is not, do I have the life of Christ? But the question is, do I live by the life of Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, we are still not out of the woods in this whole matter of COVID and, and that kind of stuff, right? I just wonder the following Could it be that our soon and coming King, And we don't know how soon it is. It may be way sooner than we realize. Could it be that He's given us an opportunity, even in this season, of shaking, of trouble, of difficulty, of learning that essential aspect of Christian life? I feel that shakings, as terrible as they are, and I don't say this lightly, because I know how much much suffering this whole thing represents for so many people. Uh uh But our Lord can make something of eternal value, emerge out of something that seems so terrible and hopeless for us. uh Could it be that we're having an opportunity to learn these things before He comes back? The king is the one that was anointed above his companions with the oil of joy. And no one that is not conformed to that image of living by that anointing, by the spirit, not by the flesh. There is no qualification to reign with him. Make no mistake on that. So may the Lord be merciful to us. I feel that before things, you know, go back quickly to business as usual, and we go back to sleep sometimes, that that's our nature, that, you know, you okay, oh, it's gone, okay, we go back to make money, to, you know, pursue my interests and all that. Could it be that the Lord has given us an opportunity to learn these things before it's coming? That's great. Lord, we thank you for your grace. 主, you have not only saved us, but you have given us that life, even the life that wins. 你不只拯救我们, we pray, Lord, that having received your eternal life, though we pray for grace to have a teachable heart. 主, 啊，主求主也赐给我们一个受教的心，so that we may allow that life to have ascendancy and free course in each one of our lives。啊，叫你的生命可以在我们的当中，这是被啊，能够让我们可以啊持续的生活。And we pray this individually and also in a corporate sense that you would have your way in our midst.求主，这是在我们个人还有我们团体的生命上头啊，完全的得着我们。we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. We are dismissed. Thank you, brother. Thank you.